you've got your word, go ahead and stand with me. Open up your scripture to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Um, we're going to continue there today. Most likely wrap it up. We went through other parts of 2 Timothy on Wednesday nights when we were in the series, Good or God. Um, and so pastor's going to be preaching next Sunday. I'm excited about that. But excited for what the Lord is going to do today. Amen. How many are ready for school? I know Duval County is starting back tomorrow. Some started back this week. My kids started back on Wednesday. And I needed prayer during the car line. Anybody can identify with me on that. Anybody ever gone through the car line and not got mad? Like, I need to talk to you. Because there's some crazy people that they got some other kind of spirit in the car line. Whew, Jesus. Help me, Lord. If you think you're a good Christian, go to the car line. You'll learn real quick, you need grace. You need grace. <laughs> and they do too, beside you. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Paul writing, and what will be his last words? I want you to remember this. These are last words. Last words that he's sharing from his heart, knowing that his time is at hand. He tells Timothy, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me and the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Paul says, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled gets caught up in, like gets wrapped up in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who has enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It's the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say for the Lord will give you understanding. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray that your word would come alive within our lives, Lord. Let it strengthen us and equip us for every good work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. You may be seated. Paul, writing to Timothy, says, be strengthened, amen. He's writing in an endearing manner, calls Timothy his child, but we know that Timothy is not Paul's biological son, right? He is a son in the faith, not his biological seed. And so um, I, I think what this tells us is we all need to be people who are people of legacy. We all need to create legacy. People that we are investing into and people that are investing into our lives. Self-check real quick. Are you investing in anybody? Are you? Yes or no, are you in, intentionally investing? They're not receiving byproduct, but you are intentionally investing into anybody. If you're not, you need to have people that you're investing into. Well, what do I have to invest? The Word of God, right? Right there, you can, you can invest into people, plain and simple, just the Word of God, but then are you being invested into? Do you have people that are depositing into you that have the right to jack you up? Do they have the right to square you up, right? Do you have people that can talk to you and share with you and point out Paul and Timothy have this relationship? And so he calls them his child and he's setting up this talk in love because it's not an easy talk. He talks through suffering. It's not easy. 
Singleness of purpose, of staying focused in life, not the easiest thing to do. Detachment from the world, it's a, it's a difficult, a weighty talk, and Paul tells Timothy, be strengthened, because it's going to require great strength, right? He says, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me. Where does strength come? How does strength come? It comes through the grace of Jesus Christ our Lord. Not what we can do, but through his grace. And then Paul says what you heard me entrust to others. So what Paul is saying, strength comes through communion with Jesus, number one, prayer. And then number two, it comes through the gospel, the teachings of Christ Jesus, which is the word. If we are going to be strengthened, we got to be a people of prayer and a people of the word. Amen? I said amen. we got to be a people who lean into prayer, a people who lean into the word. Why do people live powerless lives? Because they're detached from their prayer life and they're detached from the word. Many lack communion with Jesus and they lack a knowledge of his word. It was God writing through the prophet Hosea say, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We've got to be people who lean into the word to be strengthened through the power of prayer and through the power of the word. And when Paul says be strengthened, what he's saying is keep on being strengthened, meaning it's not a one-time event. All right, it's not something that we check off once in life. We fill out a card and we're in and we got strength because we waited on him 40 years ago, 30 years ago. No, it's not a once in a lifetime event. It's not a once in a year event. It's not a one time a month event. It's not a one time a week event. It's a continual leaning in, day in and day out communion and walk with the Lord Jesus. Adam and Eve in perfection spent time with him every day. Like the world wasn't fragmented then, y'all. It's fragmented today. How much more do we need to lean in to communion with him? You can't work out once a month and expect a healthy lifestyle. If you do, God help you. You can't. Like One time a month ain't gonna cut it. You can't eat one healthy meal a week and think to see that waistline shrink down. Right? It's gotta be a day in and day out discipline of diet and exercise to in, or, in, in order to be able to see results. It's the same thing with our spiritual journey. We've gotta eat healthy and lean into the presence of the Lord. Spiritually, it's what it takes. Daily disciplines. Right now, what we're doing on Wednesday nights is we are trying to help jumpstart people's prayer life. We've introduced an app called Pray First, and it's a way that helps you not know just that you need to pray, but it helps teach you how to pray because even Jesus' disciples didn't know how to pray. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And if you would think, hey, those guys don't spend time with Jesus, you would think they would know how to pray. No. They said, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples how to pray. It's not that people don't want to. It's they just don't know how. So come out on Wednesday nights and let's learn together how to pray. Paul would then say, communion with Jesus, right? And then dig into the teachings of his word. Church, our spiritual journey cannot be experiential alone. And as Pentecostals, I grew up Pentecostal, so I got a right to talk into this. We're not the best at this. 
right? We lean into experience, but we don't lean into the Word. Our spiritual journey must be rooted in the Word of God. Why? Because Paul said in verse 9 of chapter 2, he says that he was physically bound with chains, but the Word of God was not bound. It doesn't matter how good you may be because there's going to be times in life where our lives and our spirits gets enchained. And it's in those times where we are in chains. We need the chain list, the unchained, the unbound word of God to come into our lives and begin to bring transformation to the situations that we are in. Our experience will not cut it. We need the power of the word of God. It's the word of God, Paul said, that makes us wise for salvation. It's the word of God which is profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. It is the word of God that we need. We've got to be strengthened through his grace and communion with him and in his word. And Paul tells us where it even takes place at. In verse 1, he says, which you have heard from me, in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to faithful men. Where's that done at? In community. In the presence of many people, and trust to faithful men. He was doing this in community, meaning they were not on an island to themselves. We have to have godly community to thrive in this life. You might be able to survive on an island to yourself, but you will not be able to thrive unless it's done in the context of community. And we've seen way too much happen over the past two or three years where people have dispersed from community. I can't wait to see Jesus face to face, not on a Zoom call, y'all. Right? It ain't going to be the same thing on a Zoom call as it was. And thank God for technology. Thank God for live stream. Thank God that the gospel still went forth when we were shut down. But there comes a time where we cannot forsake the assembling of ourselves. We have to be together. The enemy wants to distance you. The enemy wants to disconnect you. God wants you connected. There's a reason why Paul could not wait for face to face when we behold our Savior. It's not done online. It's not the same thing. We've got to be in the presence of one another. Get connected. That's why we say it week in, week out. Sunday school. E-groups. Because we need it to walk the rest of this out that Paul takes us through. Paul says, in verse 3, to share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Point one, Paul tells him, be strengthened. Point number two, if you're taking notes, write it down. He says, don't tap out. Don't tap out. Some of y'all need that today. Don't tap out. Don't give up. Don't tap out. Share in it. As a what? A good soldier of Christ Jesus. What is he saying bad soldiers do? They tap out. They go AWOL. There's been a lot of people through the course of life tap out 
and guess what? In life, there's going to be a lot of times where we feel like tapping out, where we feel like checking our faith at the door, but we cannot because we are good soldiers of Christ Jesus. In this walk with Jesus, yes, there will be a lot of denying of self that goes on, and it's not always easy, but thank God we've got to deny ourselves at times, right? Because if we continually do the things that we want to do, if I continually do the things that I want to do, somebody's going to need to lock me up in car line, right? Like if I do what I want to do, if I please and gratify the flesh 24-7, it ain't going to end good. It's not going to be good, and it's not going to be good for you. And so what are we to do? We are to partake in it, to deny ourselves, to share in this. Paul tells Timothy in the third chapter, all who desire to live a godly life will suffer persecution. And that's a tough reality. My, my grandmother, on my mom's side, she would say, God can pull you through anything if you can stay in the pool. God can pull you and God will pull you through anything if you can stand the pool. My mom in the first service, she shared that she grew up in a home where her father did not start going and, uh, to church and didn't get his life right with the Lord till, he was, till she was 15 years old. So she grew up in a context where there's unchurched family, de-churched family members. And my papa, I love him, had the biggest heart, but his temperament wasn't as big. It was very <laughs> minute. And so I was, I was talking to my, my grandmother one time a few years ago. We were sitting on my, on my mom's back porch and I said, Granny, I said, would you do it all over? Like if you had the choice to do it all over again, would you do it all over again with Papa? She said, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But you know what she did? She stood the pool. She stood the pool and they celebrated before he passed 61 years of marriage. Why? Because she didn't tap out her faith was her center, her faith was her constant, her faith was what she clung to. When the things got hard and the circumstances got difficult and the trials would come her way, Paul would say, don't go AWOL as a good soldier of Christ Jesus, but be a good soldier and fight through it and fight for it. Keep putting one foot in front of the next. Paul would say we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces what? Character. And character produces what? Hope. And hope does not put us to shame. I love that. We can take that to the bank. Hope will not put us to shame. We live in a world that lacks hope, so void of hope, and the hope that we have in Christ Jesus as we rejoice in our sufferings will not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that he's given to us. You know what that scripture is telling us? There's a promise on the other side of the process. And too many times people, they will start tapping out in the middle of the process because the process ain't easy. But the scripture says, there is a promise if we will just hold on, if we will but cling to, if we will but hold on and not tap out in the midst of our suffering. As good soldiers, we don't have a choice. You gotta share in it. You gotta make up your mind to go through it. What did Jesus say about the seed when the parable of the sower that fell into shallow soil? It died because it could not take 
root because the soil was too shallow and the sun scorched the seed. Church, we cannot be a shallow people. Scorched out by the trials and the persecution of this life, by the difficulties of this life. There will be difficulties, but we cannot have shallow soil. We gotta be a people that have depth to our lives, people that have substance, people that have soil, soil where roots can be put down, and when roots go down, fruit can come out, amen? When our roots go down, fruit can come out, and Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. You will know them by their fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, amen? We've got to be people who have substance to our lives. Shallow people or fruitless people, but when we have depth to our lives, when we are good soldiers in Christ Jesus, we won't tap out. Number three, Paul says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. Paul's telling Timothy, point number three, stay focused. Point number one, Point number one, be strengthened. Point number two, don't tap out. Why do I keep repeating myself? Because I'm the note taker that I say, what did he just say? I need that note. Point number two, don't tap out. Point number three, point number three, stay focused. Have this single-mindedness on the task and on the call and the purpose that is at hand. I did not serve in the military and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for all of those who have fought and served and, and given time for, for this land. I want us to take a moment. I want us just to thank our, our, our veterans and our military. Come on. We can't be entitled on this dirt right here and we can't be entitled on the dirt right out there, amen? It comes with sacrifice and we need to be grateful for the sacrifice. But soldiers, if you've been around soldiers, soldiers beat to a, a different drum. They serve at the pleasure of those who have enlisted them. There's a single-mindedness. There's a focus to their life. They, 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 they keep their head down, right? They do what they're told. And in this time, the ruling power was Rome. And when Rome said something, there was no going against it unless you were good with, with dying, right? I mean, that was kind of the, the thing. You gotta go against it, all right. You pay with your, your life. And when the commander told his troops to march, they got a little quiet today. When the commander told his troops to march, they, when they said stop, they, when they said fought, they, right, they picked up their arms and they fought. There was an allegiance 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, on holidays, on weekends, on New Year's Day, on leap year day, on Christmas day, every day you served at the command or at the pleasure of your commanding officer. What do you think would happen to the soldier that said, no, nah, I'm just gonna do me today? Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna do my own thing. That, that was not gonna end well with Rome, yet for some reason in the kingdom, we get pretty comfortable doing the same thing with Jesus. I'm just gonna do me today. As believers in Christ, we are to have the same zeal for the Lord that there is a single-mindedness of, of focus on our purpose, of focus on our call that we do not exist. We are not enlisted for ourselves. We serve at the pleasure of the one who enlisted us, the pleasure of the one who bought us. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, you 
are not your own. That's right. That's the gospel. You are not your own. For you were bought. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. If, if we are not our own, that means we are someone else's, right? We, we don't belong to ourselves. It's not just the tithe thing that we talk about that, hey, your finances are your own. No, no, no. You aren't even your own. Like our own bodies, our own life, our own, the, the breath that we breathe, it's not ours, but it's his because he bought us, he purchased us, he raised us back to life. We were bought with the price of the blood of Christ Jesus. Romans 14, 7, Paul would say, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, and everywhere in between, we are whose? The Lord's. We are the Lord's. Jesus would say, no one can serve two masters for he will either hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. We can go down this path all day, y'all. In scripture, we don't belong to ourselves. We are clay in the potter's hand, molded as he so desires, purpose for whatever he plants. We are to have a single-mindedness, to stay focused in our lives, in our families, in our workplace, in our church, at every level of society. We exist by him and we exist for him. I love this. God talks to Jeremiah when he's bringing the children of Israel back and he, he tells them in Jeremiah 32, 39, the mindset and the heart that he will give them when he brings them back. He says, I will give them a singleness of heart and action. What were they gonna do? They're gonna be focused, right? So that they will always fear me and that all will go well for them and for their children after them. What happens to the single-minded man? The single-minded person, the focused person, says so that all will go well for them and for their children, for their posterity, right? Stay focused, church. Stay focused, don't tap out. Stay focused, be strengthened. Don't tap out, stay focused. And in this mindset, that Paul would say in verse four, a soldier does not get entangled in civilian pursuit since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. He says, don't get tangled up. Don't get caught up in this life. Right, really, this life isn't all that to be caught up in. Right? We're not living for this life. We're living for eternity. This life's not all that to be caught up in. He says it's all perishing anyways. Right, one day it's all gonna be rolled up, it's all gonna be burned and purged with fire. Don't get caught up in the perishable things. Don't get tangled up in this life when he calls. We gotta be ready when we wake up. We gotta be ready when we work. We gotta be ready whatever we do. We must understand what we do today is for the kingdom of heaven. 
We don't get a choice of this is a kingdom day or not. Right? No. Tomorrow's not a me day. Every day is a kingdom day because this is the day that he has made. When you can make a day, maybe you get a choice. But until you can make the sunrise, we all better recognize that we don't belong to, we belong to him. We don't belong to ourselves. Every day is a kingdom day. We are here to see his kingdom come, his will be accomplished in and through our lives. That's why we exist. We serve at the pleasure of the one who has enlisted us. The worship team, if you would come to the stage. Verse five. Verse five, point number four. Um, stay on your grind. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It's a hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Paul says, think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Point number four, stay on your grind. Athletes have one goal in mind. It's to put a W on the board. If you're an athlete, they aren't satisfied with second place. Right? We always called it growing up. I asked James, I said, what did y'all call second place growing up? He said, well, we were undefeated, so I don't know. I was like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. We were like 3 and 18, so I don't know. We were last place. <laughs> um, but second place, we called it first loser. Like, nobody wants to compete for second place. I don't want the silver. I don't want the bronze. I want the gold, right? I, I don't get excited being on the podium beside the person that just beat me. That's not how this works. An athlete is not crowned unless they put, unless they compete according to the roles. And to get crowned, it requires being on the grind. It requires a lot of hard work, a lot of hustle, right? It requires a lot of sacrifice. It requires a lot of distancing of everything else to focus on the task that is at hand. It requires a lot of early mornings and a lot of late nights eating rabbit food when you'd rather eat other food, right? It requires a lot of self-discipline and you do not get that crown unless you compete according to the rules. You know what Paul is saying? There's no shortcuts in the kingdom of heaven. There's no shortcuts in the kingdom of heaven. That is our goal. That is our destination. And through many fires, dangers, toils, and snare, we have already come. Come on, y'all might not think I know some hymns, but every day, every week at Trinity, we had a new hymn of the week. So I, I'm a library of hymns, but we come through them all, right? And he will be faithful. He will be faithful to carry us home. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts in the kingdom of heaven. You get the disqualification when you try to take the shortcut. All right, we gotta press through it. We gotta share in it. One, we gotta be strengthened. Two, we can't tap out. Three, we gotta stay focused. Four, we gotta stay on our grind. Because he said it's the hardworking farmer. The hardworking, not the, not the lightworking one. Not the one that shows up late. Right, not, not the hard working farmer, the diligent one that, that shows up on the hot days, on the sweaty days, right? On the rainy days, on the tough days. It's the, 
It's the one that's out there. If you ever been around a dairy, it don't matter if it's raining. We had some friends growing up that had a dairy and whenever the fence would go down at the dairy, didn't matter what day of the week it was or the day of the year, if the fence was down, you went to work. Didn't matter if it was at night or in the morning, you went to work because you weren't letting the cattle get out, right? We got to spend a little bit of time around them and see the hard work that goes in it. If it was raining, you went and put the fence up. If it was lightning, you went and put the fence up. You worked hard as the farmer. And what did he say? The hardworking farmer who would have the first share of the crops, meaning there's a sweetness. There's a sweetness to the first fruits. If you've ever grown any kind of crop, the first fruits are the best, which is why God required the first fruits offering, the best to be presented unto the Lord. Paul is saying, in the hard work, you will see fruit produce. He's saying there's a sweetness, a sweetness to the labor. You know what he would write? He said, do not grow weary in well-doing, for you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Keep hustling. Stay on your grind. Keep working hard. Our labor will be sure to produce fruit because we don't plant perishable seed. We don't plant corruptible seed. We plant the seed, the most holy word of God, and it does not go forth void. If you would stand with me this morning. Be strengthened in communion and Jesus, with Jesus and his word every day. If you're not in discipleship with us, start this week. Make this week the choice to get into Sunday school or e-groups. Make this the week when struggles come, when, sea, when, when sorrows like sea billows roll. What Horatio Stafford said, whatever my lot, that has taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Don't tap out when those sorrows come. Stay focused. Don't get tangled up in the cares of this life and in the cares of the world. We exist for the pleasure of Almighty God, for His great purpose, and stay on your grind day in and day out, for we will reap a harvest. With everybody's head bowed and eyes closed this morning. If you're in this room, maybe you're distant from God. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you have and you've drifted away. He's calling you back home today. He's wooing you in. He's welcoming you home. Arms wide open. Not as somebody that is angry, but somebody that wants you here. We have to do is surrender our lives and stop doing it our way and do it his way because we don't exist for ourselves. You're here with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed this morning. You need to just make things right with the Lord. I want you to just slip up your hand, wherever you are. Just slip up your hand. Slip up your hand. Amen. 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 I want us to pray this prayer together today. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for living for myself. Help me to live for you 
each and every day to make it a kingdom day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If our altar team, if you would come down to the front right now, prayer, uh, prayer partners and deacons and pastors. Uh, maybe you're here today. Uh, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, first time in a long time, I'm going to ask you to come down in just a moment. But maybe you're here today and you just need somebody to agree with you in prayer because life has been tough and you just need the power of agreement people that will join in with you and pray for strength so that you don't tap out i don't know whatever it is it doesn't have to be a spiritual need but you just need that prayer for strength to stay on your grind i want you to get out from wherever you're seated come down to the front with one of our our prayer team and let us pray together we need one another's support to help lift up our arms amen and so if you've been going through it and the grind has been tough there's been suffering it might be family stuff it might be work stuff it might be school stuff it might be children that are far or distant and you just need the power of agreement and prayer come on down to the front and pray with us today and we want to see God show up we believe in faith that God is going to show up and show out in your life the worship team is going to lead us in song but let's pray together